1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
3: This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on The Look Ahead, Scott Sadenberg here with you on the Sports Betting Network. It was an exciting Saturday of college football. We saw a one team completely just flex its muscle and a Heisman favorite emerge. On Saturday, Ohio State played against Michigan State in a game where the Buckeyes were favored by 19 to 20 points. And it was a popular selection that Michigan State plus the points was the right move. That maybe Ohio State, who you know did some you know good things and had a nice win against Penn State, uh, really dominated Purdue. How good really are they, and would they be able to take care of this Michigan State team? Well, not only did they take care of them, they embarrassed them it was it was 49 nothing at the half this was an embarrassment of epic proportions as cj stroud had one of the most dominant performances you will have in a big spot in a college football game he threw 6 touchdowns in the first half 432 yards and six touchdowns and after the game he separated himself and emerged as the Heisman favorite minus 200 compared to Bryce Young of Alabama's plus 150 and I am kicking myself every single day because about three weeks ago It wasn't even that long ago, maybe like three weeks ago, I was deciding on who I was going to place my Heisman future on. And at that point, C.J. Stroud was around plus 400 or so, and Caleb Williams of Oklahoma was at plus 750. And I felt, hey, C.J. Stroud is absolutely going to have Heisman moments. He's going to have big games here against Michigan State, against Michigan, and then against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. And then I felt Caleb Williams plays for an undefeated Oklahoma team. You know, they're they're taking on Baylor, who just lost to TCU. You know, if they win and he has a big game, it's just his his odds are going to go down, and then he's going to take on, you know, Iowa State. They can score on them. Then he's got Oklahoma State, which is a huge game. That's a Heisman moment game before playing in the Big 12 championship game. And I decided to place the bet on Caleb Williams. And boy, was I wrong. Because that C.J. Stroud ticket would have been a moneymaker right now because he's winning this award. And Ohio State, with that dominant performance, has now emerged as the second favorite behind Georgia to win the national championship. Plus 300 compared to Georgia's minus 120, Alabama is now plus 400. Ohio State to uh win the Big 10. Well, it's not uh, there's no odds available yet uh or the odds are off the board to win the Big 10, but I just I can't see I can't see them not winning the Big 10. You know, they opened up As a seven-point favorite against Michigan. It's now at seven and a half. Based on what we just saw, and I know you have to kind of take each game individually. But it just seems like Ohio State now is starting to turn it on. That, you know, they, they had the Nebraska game which was whatever, but 59-31 against Purdue and 56-7 against Michigan, and they're turning it on here at the right time. They go to Ann Arbor. They beat Michigan. They're going to be heavy favorites in the Big Ten championship game, and they should win that game and then find themselves in the college football playoff. Now, Michigan's still alive. Can't can't doubt Michigan. Michigan is still a one loss team. Michigan is still a team that is going to have a chance if they beat Ohio State in this incredible game coming up on uh on Saturday. If they win that game, they will find themselves in the top four going into the Big Ten championship game. With a chance to make the college football playoff. And the college football playoff right now is getting very interesting. With Oregon's loss, they are now out of it. Pac-12 is out of it. Georgia's number one. I actually think that Ohio State is going to be number two. It's crazy, but I actually think that's the case. Then Alabama will sit at number three for now. Now, if you want to put Alabama at two for now, I, I understand it. Because by putting Alabama at two, maybe you're setting yourself up for a chance that they could stay in the top four if they lose a close game to Georgia. I don't see it happening, but there's a chance. So, or And if they win, you know that they're in. Doesn't matter. A win and both teams are in. But Georgia is 11-0. and they're going to be your number one team, okay? Ohio State, I would rank them as number two. Ohio State, Alabama, whichever way you want to do it, I'm okay with it. Cincinnati, by default, is going to be number four. And I think it's crazy, but let me just say something about Cincinnati. Cincinnati that game against SMU was the best version of Cincinnati that we have seen this season. Even even the win against Notre Dame. That was as impressive of a victory as you could have under the circumstances going up against an SMU team that is ranked prior to the game Sixth in the country in offense. And at one point. I believe they had. Seven three and outs. The Cincy defense. Holding. A top six offense in the country. To seven three and outs. In the first half. Was absolutely insane. Now offensively, Cincinnati took advantage of a bad defense. Bunch of chunk plays down the field, couple of big touchdowns. You know, they had the 27-0 lead going into the half. I still thought at that point that SMU plus the 12 was alive if they could get something going. But Cincinnati scores the first drive of the second half. SMU fumbles. Cincinnati scores again. Game's over 41, wind up being 48-14. But that's as impressive of a of a defensive effort from Cincinnati as you're going to find. I mean, they just – and I don't know, SMU, they – maybe the play calling was, you know, a little confusing. Um, but kudos to Luke Fickle because Cincinnati really turned it on when it mattered the most. And so they're going to be number four. Deserving or not, they're going to be number four. Notre Dame is going to be number five. Michigan's going to be number six. And then you'll have the trio of Big 12 teams. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor will all be in the top five. Ole Miss will be in there as well, top ten. And now you're thinking about who has a chance to get into the college football playoff. Well... We already know the situation with Alabama and Georgia. Okay, an Alabama win, they're both in. Ohio State wins the Big Ten, or Michigan wins the Big Ten, they're in. Cincinnati right now is in a position where, as long as they win out, they could get in. I don't know. I. I Part of me still thinks that they're that they that they're not going to. I mean, I'm going to bet on Houston in the AAC championship game. I promise you that. But you know, Notre Dame is going to finish the year with a blowout win against Stanford. They're going to be 11 and one, and that one loss to Cincinnati is going to you know help Cincinnati. What's going to be crazy is if. Georgia beats Alabama. Does both Cincinnati and Notre Dame get in? Or does the Big 12 have a chance to get in over either of those teams? And I actually think they do. Looking at Notre Dame's schedule, it is what it is. It's eh. And the loss to Cincinnati is kind of eh, even though Cincinnati's undefeated. But. We already know the committee doesn't value the American Athletic Conference. But the Big 12 right now has three teams in the top ten. And the winner that comes, if it's Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, the winner that comes out of that with just one loss, I think would have the edge over Notre Dame. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll take a look at the lines for this week coming up right here on The Look Ahead, here on vSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 mid-season football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy vSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry! This is a limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vCin.com slash subscribe. As you can see, I'm rocking my vsin plus three and a half shirt. Microphone's in the way, so there you go. Plus three and a half as we like the dogs with the hook, <laughs> plus three and a half. Uh, find that shirt and many more great gifts on the vsin.com store. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. Let's take a look at the lines for the top 25 games coming up here in uh, college football games that will absolutely determine what's going to happen here going into conference championship games. And going uh, into the playoff, as uh, Chris Landry, who joins me weekly on the show, says the games in November are the ones you remember. Well, we got the Egg Bowl coming up on Thanksgiving. It is Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a one-point favorite in that game. On Friday, in the Mountain West, number 19 San Diego State hosts Boise State with the winner going to the Mountain West Championship game. Boise State, two-and-a-half point road favorite in that one. Iowa is at Nebraska. Nebraska, three-and-a-half point favorite at home. Cincinnati at East Carolina. Cincinnati laying 14 on the road at ECU. Um, You know, just one game standing in their way of, uh, or well, no, the Big The American championship game will be standing in their way. But just one more game with an opportunity. These games, by the way, are on Friday. So this is on Black Friday. So you got the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving. And then these are the Friday games. Uh, Arkansas hosts Missouri. Arkansas's 14-point favorites at home. Utah hosts Colorado. Could this be a letdown spot for the Utes? Coming off a huge win over Oregon. A convincing win, 38-7. Final game here of the regular season before they head to the Pac-12 championship game with a rematch against Oregon. Not just, not yet, you know, Oregon State um, can actually still make it to the Pac-12 championship game. If they beat Oregon, I believe that they would be in. Uh, Oregon State is five and three in the conference. Oregon is six and two in the conference. And if both of them, if Oregon beats, if uh, Oregon State beats Oregon, they would be six and three. They would have the tiebreaker, and Oregon State could actually find themselves in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah. So, not so fast there. And I think actually Washington state is alive as well because if Washington state beats yeah actually for Oregon state to make it in they need to beat Oregon and have Washington state lose to Washington because Washington state is also 5 and 3 in the conference And they beat Oregon State, so they have the tiebreaker over Oregon State. So Washington State just needs to win and hope Oregon State beats Oregon. Oregon State needs to win and hopes Washington State loses to Washington. And the Oregon Ducks can get a second crack at Utah if they just win uh, in that Civil War game and uh, find themselves at, you know, tops in the Pac-12 North Division. So uh, let's keep going here with the Friday schedule in college football. NC State hosts North Carolina. Uh, NC State is a touchdown favorite. On Saturday, Georgia is laying 35 at Georgia Tech. The big Ohio State-Michigan game, which is at 7.5 now, in favor of the Buckeyes. Wake Forest is laying 5 at Boston College. And the ACC, wow, how interesting the ACC is right now. Because if with clemson beating um with clemson beating wake forest if clemson wins their final game oh no clemson's done i'm sorry so clemson's already finished at 6 and 2 if wake forest loses to boston college wake forest would be 6 and 2 And if NC State loses to North Carolina, then Clemson would be in the ACC championship game. If NC State wins their final game against North Carolina and Wake Forest loses to Boston College, NC State is in the ACC championship game. So interesting stuff there starting with Friday. We'll find out with NC State North Carolina if the game against with Wake Forest, if it matters uh, and what it means for the ACC standings there. Baylor hosts Texas Tech. Baylor is a 14-point favorite. What Baylor needs to have happen is Baylor needs to win and then hope that uh Oklahoma beats no excuse me hope that Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma and then Baylor would be in the Big 12 championship game if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State then Oklahoma State and Oklahoma will rematch again next week in the Big 12 championship game but Baylor has a chance if they win And Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. Baylor's a 14-point favorite. Houston's laying 32 at UConn. UTSA looking to continue their undefeated season. They're 12-point favorites at North Texas. Alabama's laying 19.5 on the road at Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Oregon laying 7 at home against Oregon State. Michigan State laying 1.5 at home against Penn State. Wisconsin, six-and-a-half-point favorites at Minnesota. Now, Wisconsin, with a win, um, will lock up the Big Ten West. If Wisconsin loses and Iowa beats Nebraska, then Iowa would be in the Big Ten championship game. Right now, Iowa is at 6 and 2 in the conference. Wisconsin is also at 6 and 2 in the conference. Minnesota has an outside chance. Minnesota's 5 and 3. Uh Minnesota would need to have Iowa Now if Iowa loses them they would still have the tiebreaker over them. So it's just Iowa and Wisconsin. So Iowa does not um Iowa lost to Wisconsin. So, Wisconsin has the tiebreaker over Iowa. So, Iowa needs to win against Nebraska and hope that Wisconsin loses to Minnesota and then Iowa would get into the Big Ten championship game and it wouldn't be the Badgers. So, Wisconsin is in with a win. They play against Minnesota, laying 6.5 on the road. Texas A&M is laying 6.5 at LSU. Oklahoma State is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Oklahoma in Bedlam. And with a win, Oklahoma Oklahoma State right now is in the Big 12 championship game. This game will determine who they play in the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma State will either play Oklahoma if they lose or Baylor if they win. But Oklahoma State has clinched a spot in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Even though both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are both 7-1, Oklahoma State beat Baylor while Oklahoma lost to Baylor. So the winner of this game will advance to the Big 12 championship game uh, as the one seed, as the home team. The loser of this game will fall into the tiebreak scenario with Baylor. And Oklahoma State has the tiebreaker over Baylor. Oklahoma does not. So Oklahoma State's in. Oklahoma's not. Oklahoma needs a win. Oklahoma State is minus three and a half. Pitt is laying 11 at Syracuse. Notre Dame laying 17 at Stanford. And BYU seven-point favorites at USC. That's your schedule for the AP Top 25 teams looking ahead here in the college football schedule and the games that will determine who will go to conference championship games and then we'll be one week closer to a college football playoff. And I, for one, can't wait until we get there. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott'sOnAir, S C O T T S O N A I R. What a week it was in the NBA for favorites. I'll explain coming up next. This is the look ahead here on VCIN, the Sports Betting Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. With college basketball starting, now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Eumanns, and Tim Murray, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today and get your copy for me, nine ninety nine at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. What a week it was in the NBA last week. And I'm talking about last week with the whole week that concluded on Sunday. Now, I don't have the exact numbers of the week, but I do know that favorites have dominated. Looking at the NBA, uh, just on Sunday alone, favorites went 5-0 and oh, straight up. And 4-1 and against the spread. The only underdog to cover was the Pistons, who were plus 7 against the Lakers. They lost by 5. Clippers... We're five and a half. Suns were 11. Bulls were five and a half. Warriors, eight and a half. They were all covered. Overs went three and two, but the unders still lead on the season 148, 102 to three. So last week, we had a situation where favorites on Monday went 11 and 0 straight up. On Tuesday, it was a short schedule. I believe favorites went two and one, with the only loss being the Warriors beating the Nets. On Wednesday, it was another night in which favorites dominated. Only I think a couple of dogs won. I know the Pistons were dogs against the Pacers, they won. Um, and then I think uh the Magic were an underdog against the Knicks, they won. Other than that, all favorites winning. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So it was like, yeah, I think it was like nine and two or eight and three. Favorites winning on Wednesday. Thursday was another big night for the favorites. The only dogs that won on uh, Thursday was the 76ers, I believe, over the Nuggets. So Thursday, another heavy day for the dogs. On Friday, another heavy day for the favorites. The only underdogs that won were the uh, Pelicans beat the Clippers. And I think the Bulls won as a dog against the Nuggets and the raptors might have won as a dog against the kings. And then on Saturday, more favorites winning. Right? Only underdogs that won on Saturday, I think the Timberwolves against the Grizzlies maybe. Uh that's about it. And then on Sunday, 5 and 0. So it was it was a week that was dominated by favorites winning straight up. Absolutely insane the amount of favorites that won and and covered as well. Favorites were covering, too, in the NBA. But just in, ta- in terms of straight-up victory, favorites, dominant, the exact opposite of what's been going on in the NFL. And so taking a look at your Monday schedule in the NBA, here's the lines that we have available. You have the Nets, 7.5-point favorites at the Cavs. The Wizards are 4-point favorites at home against the Hornets. The, the Hawks are 10.5-point favorites at home against the Thunder. Celtics are 11-point favorites at home against the Rockets. Timberwolves, 2-point favorites on the road at the Pelicans. Bulls, 3.5-point favorites at home against the Pacers. uh, Bucks, 13.5-point favorites at home against the Magic. The Suns, 6-point favorites against the Spurs in San Antonio. And the Jazz, 9-point favorites at home against the Grizzlies. The Phoenix Suns right now have won 12 straight games. And they still don't have the best record in the NBA. They're 13 and three. The Warriors are 15 and two. Bulls have the best record in the Eastern Conference at 12 and five. They've won two straight. Uh, the Nets, they're 12 and five also. They've won two straight. Nets are eight and two in their last 10 games. And then you have the Wizards and the Heat who are both 11 or the Wizards are 11 and 5. The Heat are 11 and 6. In the Western Conference, as I mentioned, the Warriors have the best record in the NBA at 15 and 2. The Suns are 13 and 3. The Suns have won 12 straight games, 10 and 0 in their last 10. The Jazz are 11 and 5. They've won three straight games. Clippers are 10 and 7. And then uh, the losing streaks. The Rockets have now lost 14 straight games. And probably not going to see that losing streak come to a close. Uh, they are at the Celtics their next game. So I would expect the Celtics to have a uh, pretty easy victory in that one. So the Rockets have lost 14 straight games. The Spurs have lost four straight the Nuggets have lost four straight. The Who else has lost a couple in a row here? That's about it for long uh, losing streaks. Um, Timberwolves have won three straight. Blazers have won three straight. The against-the-spread records, though, these are the ones that have really jumped out. Because the NBA right now is led by the Golden State Warriors, who are 12-4-1 against the spread. Chicago's 12 and five Miami is 12 and five worst team against the spread the Lakers are six and twelve Milwaukee six and 11 uh, and and for those Rockets who have lost 14 straight they're six nine and one against the spread though your best home teams against the spread Atlanta seven and one ATS at home Washington seven and one ATS at home Miami six and one at home on the uh, on the road. Cleveland 6-2-1, Golden State 5-2, Phoenix 4-2. Your worst home teams, uh, Toronto, Milwaukee, are both 1-7. Houston is 1-5, and And Orlando 1-6 at home. But on the road, Atlanta is 0-9 against the spread on the road. They are the worst road team in the NBA And the best home team in the NBA. Also bet on the road, Portland. One and seven. And so, trying to take advantage of what you have here. You got the, uh, right now, the Hawks. Ten and a half point favorites against the Thunder. At home. Where Hawks are the best home team in the NBA. The worst road team in the NBA. Uh, I don't know if I take the points, but they should win. That well, they should win the game. Uh, they probably will cover. And as we've seen, I mean, favorites have really done a great job of winning these games and covering in the NBA. It's been quite bizarre. And the and the Suns. I mean, there's not much more you could say about them. I I know you know if you want to take a look, there are some teams that are playing second night of back-to-backs here on Monday. The Suns being one of them. Suns just won big against the Nuggets and are now playing the second night of a back-to-back on the road this time uh, against the Spurs. Is this a spot to fade the Suns? Can you fade a team that's won 12 straight games? Uh, Also playing the second night of a back-to-back, you got the Bulls who are coming off a six-point win against the Knicks as they cover. They were five-and-a-half-point favorites. They win by six. So the Bulls uh, will now host the Pacers, and the Bulls are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Pacers playing the second night of a back-to-back. So you got the Suns and the Bulls playing the second night of a back-to-back. don't think that's it. I think that's it for everybody else. Lakers are off. Uh, Mavericks, Clippers, Pistons, Nuggets, Warriors, no one really in action uh, on Monday in the NBA. So could you take advantage of the two teams playing on the back-to-back? Do you like the Pacers on the road at plus three and a half against the Bulls? Do you like the Suns? I mean, the Spurs at home, six-point dogs to to the Suns. I don't know. I mean, you look at the way that these teams are playing and in terms of just covering spreads, and you got Chicago at 12-5, and five, one of the best teams in the NBA at covering spreads, and it's been quite the season so far for the Phoenix Suns. By the way, with no rest, the Chicago Bulls are 2-0 and against the spread with no rest. Phoenix with no rest, 0-2 against the spread so maybe the bulls play them to cover and win the suns maybe you fade bulls are two and oh with no rest suns are zero and two with no rest both teams are playing the second night of a back-to-back here on monday i'm scott Seidenberg. you can always follow me on twitter at scotts on air s-c-o-t-t-s-o-n-a-i-r is there a future worth taking a look at in the association based off of what we've seen for example that team with the second best record in the nba it's won 12 straight games plus 1500 to win the nba title i'm scott seidenberg it's the look ahead here on visa
0: If you dare.
4: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vsin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. At to to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, Head Coach, Rookie of the Year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Going to get to uh, some of those props coming up in just a minute, but real quick, I just want to let you know about uh, some futures here that I noticed. In the NBA, as we were talking about the NBA last seg- last segment, excuse me, and about the teams that have been performing so well this season. Well, right now, the Phoenix Suns, who have won 12 straight, who've got off to this incredible start this season, are plus 1,500 to win the NBA title. To win the Western Conference, the Suns are plus 600. Warriors are your favorite to win the Western Conference at plus 330. Hard to argue with that right now, especially once they get Klay Thompson back, That are going to just just be even better. Warriors plus 700 to win the NBA title right now. Brooklyn Nets are plus 240 as your favorite. The Lakers are next at plus 700. Then the Warriors, then the Bucks, Jazz, Heat, uh, Suns, Clippers. I'll tell you what. Teams that I would take a flyer on as long shots. The Bulls at plus 4,000, I would take a flyer on. And I would take a flyer on the Suns plus 1,500. Suns probably more likely, you know, they went there last year uh, than the Bulls. But in the Eastern Conference, Bulls plus 1,700 to represent the East, I don't necessarily hate it. I don't think that there's really anybody that's dominating the East. Now, unless Kyrie Irving comes back, and that kind of changes things with the Brooklyn Nets, and that would just be the all-time best, you know, deadline, second half of the season acquisition that you can get if the uh, Brooklyn Nets get Kyrie Irving back. And there's a chance that Kyrie... um does actually come back this season because maybe there's a change in the vaccine mandate. Now, there was an article that came out, New York City Mayor-elect Eric Adams says that he um, is not going to change the vaccine mandate. He says he does not plan. This was back at the beginning of November. He did an interview with CNN, and he's the incoming New York City mayor. He said he does not plan on changing the city's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, which requires residents to have at least one shot to enter indoor gyms, including the Barclays Center. Uh, It's the mandate that has kept Kyrie Irving from playing with the Brooklyn Nets this season. He said New York City's not going to change their rule, quote. And again, it's up to the NBA and Kyrie to come to a full understanding on how to keep him on the Nets. And to continue to look at all of our athletes that are coming here, again, I think the NBA and Kyrie is going to come to a conclusion on this. I don't know what's going to happen. But I can see that maybe things could change. Could. That was the quote from the New York City incoming mayor a couple of weeks ago. But as we know, things change. Not This isn't a political conversation, but things were said by elected officials in the past that has kind of changed over as time has progressed. So perhaps, maybe things will change in the coming months. And if it does, and Kyrie's able to play, oof! Brooklyn Nets getting Kyrie Irving for the second half of the season, maybe starting in january or something that's that makes a big difference so you, know, you keep an eye on that for nba futures but i do like the warriors especially you know they're going to get clay thompson back they're playing great this is you know starting to look like the old warriors team it's been a little bit of a resurgence for them so uh the warriors are plus 700s win the nba finals right now they are your favorite to win the western conference though which is interesting, uh, right there, slightly ahead of the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm not big on the Lakers. If you've listened to me before, you know that I am very anti Lakers, and I'll I'll fade them when it comes to things like that. So uh, we'll see what happens, but that's worth a look here with the NBA. Let's talk about the prop trackers here in the NFL. As we can look on vsyn.com and we talk about those prop trackers, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time. Who wants to be an MVP? Is the game show that we play. And after this Sunday, honestly, things have changed. And things are going to continue to change every single week in the NFL. Uh, I I said it was kind of comical. Last week, that Josh Allen was still the favorite. And coming into today, Josh Allen at plus 250 favorites win the MVP. Certainly not going to be the case anymore. Josh Allen did not have a good day against the Buffalo Bills. Tom Brady next at plus 350. He could bounce back and get back on track with a good performance against the New York Giants. Matt Stafford, plus 800, no thanks. Dak Prescott, plus 800, no thanks. Aaron Rodgers, plus 1,000. He could. Aaron Rodgers absolutely could get himself, you know, back into this MVP discussion. The one thing that kind of concerns me a little bit with uh Aaron Rodgers is his public perception is not good right now and it could work against him. Uh Kyler Murray hasn't played. I think he I think his absence has kept him out of this award. Lamar Jackson missed the game as well here. Patrick Mahomes now Mahomes, again, had a big-time performance against the Raiders. Not so much here against the Cowboys. 260 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Is that good enough to raise his odds? I don't know. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert could have himself uh, put himself back into the equation a little bit. 382 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception against the Steelers. That certainly is going to elevate Justin Herbert's odds. How about Kirk Cousins who is quietly having a very nice season. Kirk Cousins right now is 7th in the NFL at passing 2,775 yards he's thrown 21 touchdowns to just 2 interceptions this season. Against the Packers he threw for 341 yards and 3 touchdowns in his last 2 games Wins over the Chargers and the Packers. Kirk Cousins has thrown for over 600 yards and five touchdowns with zero interceptions. Kirk Cousins is having a nice season. Prior to this game, Cousins was plus 20,000 to win the MVP. He will rise here he will absolutely rise after this performance. Like I said, 7th in the NFL in passing, he's thrown 21 touchdowns to just two interceptions. By comparison, Josh Allen, the savior, Josh Allen, you know the the, the MVP favorite, has only thrown for 25 oh, 30, maybe 35 more yards. He also has 21 touchdowns, just like Kirk Cousins. Eight interceptions to just two interceptions. Kirk Cousins has had a better season than Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Yes. Kirk Cousins has had a better season than Josh Allen. Now, Kirk Cousins only has one rushing touchdown. Okay. Okay. So obviously Josh Allen is going to, you know, beat him there and Josh Allen. And and that's going to help Josh Allen's numbers a little bit that, you know, Josh Allen has found the end zone three times compared to his one. But tell me why one guy. And if I just did the blind, you know, blind taste test, if I just said, hey, quarterback a 2,881 yards, 65.7% completion percentage, 21 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, compared to 68.2 percentage completion rate, 2,775 yards, 21 touchdowns, 2 picks. You would take the quarterback that has thrown only 2 picks compared to the uh, 8 picks. Kirk Cousins has had a better season than Josh Allen, yet one's the favorite and the other one's plus 20,000. Doesn't make sense to me. Those odds will change when we wake up tomorrow. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VC, the Sports Betting Network.